Hallelujah. Thank you. Let us pray, please. Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the blessing we have to serve you. We ask you to guide us by your Holy Spirit. Lead us. Thank you for this mission's rally. Thank you that you touch our hearts to, to go into all the world and to preach the gospel, to build churches. Thank you for Trinity Church. Thank you that the vision continues to serve you very well with all our hearts to the ends of our lives. We will serve you. We will go. We will obey you. We'll do our very best, Lord, to please you to the very end. Thank you for Trinity Church. Thank you that there remains still much, much land, many nations to conquer in your name. Thank you for giving us the grace today. And we lift our hands and we ask you to fill us with your love, with your spirit, your grace, that we may have it in our hearts to obey you and to fulfill all that is your will. Thank you for this blessing for everyone. In Jesus' name. And everyone shouted, Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to thank uh, Pastor Dominic for inviting me here. Um, it's an honor, a privilege to be here with you, to share with you. I came along with my beautiful wife, Adelaide. All right. Thank you. And um, it's an honor uh, to be with you and to share with you again. It's a blessing to be invited, but it's an even greater blessing to be invited again. <laughs> All right. Um, tonight, I just want to share with you something very short uh, because I, I can see the time. I have just a few minutes. But my message is... Uh, a short one and it's I'll prove it to you by the title the title is just one word all right it's just a single word amen can you believe that yeah what's this word this is a word which um, was actually a message by William Booth. How many have heard of William Booth? The founder of Salvation Army Church. Uh, what happened was that he had a meeting with his pastors. Like, let's say, Pastor Dominic would want to have a meeting with the pastors. But what happened was that he couldn't make it to the meeting. So he sent a telegram. All right? And this telegram was supposed to be the message to the pastors. So all the pastors gathered around to listen, to have the message read to them. And when they opened the telegram, there was a message. And you know, the message was only one word. That's as short as my message today. And so that message is what I want to talk about today, which is the message that 
uh, William Booth sent to his pastors. And that message is the word others. Others. And that's a book I wrote about it, Others. Oh, yes. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 4. It says, Look not on Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Amen. Everybody say others. others. And he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So look not every man on his own things. Don't look only on your life, but look also on the things of others. There are other people apart from us, all right? There are other cities apart from Singapore. There are other nations. There's 192 or so nations, all right? So we've got 191 left after Singapore, to do. Amen. Amen. There are others, other people that Jesus died for. There are other places. And I am sure when you were watching the video we showed just before I came up, I'm sure most of you didn't know most of the 99% of the places that were shown. And every picture is a genuine authentic picture of where we were and uh, each place is full of people and um, there are others all right in John chapter 10 and verse 16 Jesus said other sheep I have other sheep there are other sheep apart from the ones we see so apart from these ones here, there are others. And Jesus, this is the words of Jesus Christ. Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. All right? And, and them also I must bring, that they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. And this also tells us the need for other sheep all right, other sheep, other churches. There must be other churches apart from this one. No, no, one, no one has, there's, no, there's not only one mall, one shopping mall. There's many malls. Why should there be one church? Why do they have many shopping malls? Even when you get to the airport, they keep selling things to you till you get on board. <laughs> Have you not noticed? They will sell things to you to the last second before you get on board. They have said there's a mall. The mall follows you up to the door of the plane. And when you get into the plane, they come and sell more things in the plane to you. <laughs> and why should we have one church in one corner? 
And that check doesn't extend. Even the businessmen have realized that they need several shopping malls, several points of sale. And we in the church have kept just one place. Now, that is why I believe in the vision of a thousand churches. I know, I'm, let, let me tell you, I know many churches who should have had 1,000 churches but have only one church. Just because that's the model that you know. But Jesus Christ said, other sheep have I who are not of this fold. There are others. Luke chapter 4 and verse 43. Luke chapter 4 verse 33. Jesus says here, he said, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities. There are other cities apart from Singapore. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, Jesus Christ is trying to help us to think and to love others. Amen. So, in Matthew chapter 28, I want us to turn there, please, because all that I'm sharing is from the Bible. I don't have any other ideas apart from the Bible. Go ye therefore. Go ye therefore. So, so therefore because of this. Because there are others. You have to go. You can't stay. Go ye therefore. And teach all nations. Thank God for the assemblies of God. In all my travels to quite a few countries over the years, I have seen oh, everywhere, every country, assemblies of God, pastors, missions, churches, in South America, in Colombia, in Malawi, in Ghana, everywhere. Because Assemblies of God was obeying the message, go. Go. Yes. When you stop going, you start dying. The churches which don't go, die. And become poorer and always preach about money. These three characteristics. I'll say it again. The churches that don't go, they start to wither. Yeah. Amazing. The members become fewer. And they always have to preach about money because they are always getting poorer. Why? Why do they get poorer? Because... You see, if your father sends you to school in England, and when you get to England, instead of going to school, you go and join a soccer team like Liverpool. And 
No, you, you, you just go playing football instead of going to school. Do you think your father is going to continue supporting you and sending money to you when you are not doing what he wants you to do? Oh, yes. Even if he likes Liverpool, your, your, your father may have sent you to go to school. I need you to finish school. Yes. I know somebody whose father sent him to school. And when he, when he, when he, to university in England, when he got there, he said, God had called him, he's going to a Bible school. And his father said, no, I sent you to the university. You can't just leave it. And he said, no, God has called me. He said, okay, God has called you. But I did not ask you to go to Bible school. I asked you to go to university to learn something. Philosophy, law, I don't know what. So his father stopped supporting him. Hey, and he became very poor in England. And if you want to be poor, don't choose England to be poor. <laughs> choose another country, eh? Yeah. <laughs> no, yes, I know what I'm talking about. I've been poor in England before. <laughs> hey, this guy struggled to get food to eat, to live. So then he called his father and said, okay, daddy, I'm going to school. So the father said, okay, go back to school. So he went back to the university and then his father continued supporting him. And when he finished university, then he went to Bible school. <laughs> yeah, but he did what his father wanted him to do. As long as you continue doing what the father wants you to do, he will continue to support you. As long as you continue going to the world to preach the gospel, you will have the support of God. And that is why you find that churches which have stopped going have lost the support of God. Because there's only one reason why we exist. We don't exist to teach physics and biology. We exist to preach the gospel. Go ye into all the world and preach physics. No, economics. Banking. No. Preach the gospel. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. What is the gospel? The gospel is that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever, wherever, whenever, will believe in Jesus, will be saved and have everlasting life. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there's no, there's no improvement on this gospel. There's no editing of this gospel. There's no upgrade or update on this gospel. The gospel is the gospel. The main thing is still the main thing. Going is still the will of God. Yes. Many people think because there's television, there's no need to go anywhere. So just preach on television, it will go. It's not going anywhere. Yes. You see, and that is why the church has changed. The power that was in the church that used to go 
It's no more the same power because the church has stopped going. Yeah. Church has stopped going. Hardly do you find missionaries in many places. Yeah, you don't find them. Go ye therefore and preach the gospel. So that, that's, that's how come, you know, we find the churches doing all sorts of things as a kind of compensation for our disobedience. Yes. One time I remember I was with one of my pastors. He was a lay pastor, but God had called him to work full time in the ministry, but he didn't want to. So I told him one day, listen, I'm driving to the next big city. It's about four hours. I will come, come and sit, come drive with me. Let's go. So he came. Four hours, five hours drive. So he came and as we drove, I spoke to him and I said, Ah, you are very available. Ah, you are a very nice guy. Everything we need to do in church, you are always there to help. I told him you are very active, very sacrificial, always giving and helping. But I told him that behind all that is you are trying to compensate for your disobedience. God wants you to give yourself to him. You don't want to give yourself to him. So you are doing all these other things to compensate for your disobedience and your rejection of the call of God. Hey! By the time we got to where we were going, God had touched his heart. Yes. And he gave himself to the ministry and he's in full-time ministry today. He's been for many years. He's been for many years. You cannot compensate for your disobedience. No, 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 no. And you know, God is one of those type of people that loves all out and expects the similar kind of love. God doesn't expect you to give him something less. God gave his son his son. My son died last year. My firstborn son. I cannot easily explain to you what it is about to have such an experience. If that is what happened to God, to see his son perishing on a cross. I don't know what it means. Yeah. God is not going to accept something small from us. God is all out. All out. God gives everything. He gave his son. Because he loved us so much. And he knew that we all deserve to go to hell. We really do. But God so loved the world that he, he discussed with his son, Jesus, will you go to these people, wicked people? Can you imagine 
God calling you and telling you to turn into an ant and go into somebody's kitchen as a savior of other ants. Is it not a dangerous mission? I mean, the owner of the kitchen can come and wipe the table and you are finished. It's a very dangerous mission to be sent on. And that's what God did. He sent Jesus to turn himself into an ordinary man, into a child, and come into this world and come among a a very horrible group of people who say thank you by killing you. Hey! What a shock. You know, (laughs) you know some years ago, (laughs) some years ago, there was this Italian, I just said, you know, there was this Italian um, man, he used to fight for the kingdom in the ancient, I think the ancient Greece, Greek empire and so on. I don't remember exactly one of those kingdoms. And uh, he was, they used to have these champions who would fight and then it would cause those little kingdoms, kingdom cities to be free. So one, of the, one day, this, one of these guys, he went out, he fought for them and all that. And when he, when he was coming back, the people had a meeting in the city. And they said that, how can we show appreciation to this man? This man is so powerful. He went out, he fought for us. And he's killed all these people and all that just to make us safe. And the man was coming back the next day. So they had a meeting and they said, look, we are going to be indebted to this man. We don't know what to do for him. So they took a decision. They said, look, when he comes, let's kill him and make a statue of him. To say thank you to him. And that's exactly what they did. They tricked him. It's a true story. They tricked him. Took, said we are going to see the king. They passed through some dungeon. They killed him and made a statue. That's how they said thank you. And how did we say thank you to God? For sending Jesus to come and die for us. By killing him. These are the kind of people that Jesus loved. So, brothers and sisters, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. Amen. Now, what does it say? Teach all nations. So that means you have to stay long enough to teach. It's not a day's meeting. If you are going to teach a nation, you need people who are going to give their lives to spend time and days teaching. Huh? It's not a crusade. What, what you saw the picture, that's a crusade. That one lasts three days, four days. It's finished. I'm talking about teaching the nations. Jesus, the, the great commission involved living in places. Sending young people to give their lives. And there are people here. God is calling you. That's why I said, I'm, I'm telling you. Me, I learned from the assemblies of God. I've learned from the missionaries, the people who gave their lives, that is how come Christianity has spread to all the world. And today you don't have many missionaries teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. 
And lo, I am with you. You see, that's when I'll be with you. That's when you have the presence. That's when we have the power. That's when we have the provision. I am with you when you are going. Not when you are staying. Many churches have stayed and the presence of God left. And the churches turned into monuments and turned into cemeteries. Oh yes. yes. Go ye therefore. Teaching them. God is looking for people who will go. Huh? Oh yes. I remember years ago when God called me. I told him, Lord, I will give you money. I'll give you a lot of money. Because I was, I was becoming a doctor. And I, I, plan, I would go to America and work in America. And you can Google after church, what do doctors in America earn? You can just Google it after. Don't Google it now. Listen to my preaching now. After you Google it. <laughs> Yeah. And I said, Lord, I'm going to give you money. And God said, I don't want your money. I want you. Oh, yes. I remember one time I met, I met uh, a man in England many years ago. And um, I noticed that he had five fingers on this side and four on this finger. So I asked, where is your thumb? Because it was his thumb. He said, oh. I cut it off. It was cut off in a factory. I said, wow. But he said, oh, you know, I got a lot of money for my thumb. <laughs> yes. So I asked, how much did you get in those days? It was 30 years ago. He said, I got 8,000 pounds. I said, wow, 8,000 pounds for one finger. So I started to calculate 8,000, 8,000, 8,000, 8,000, 8,000. 40,000. And that 8,000 pounds now would be something like 30,000 pounds. Yeah. So times five. So I was thinking, five, eight, 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 eight. Hey! It's a lot of money. Then how much more the whole hand? If the whole hand. And then how much would cost the arm? And then the whole arm. And then the other finger. And I started to calculate how much I was worth. When you calculate the thumb, if you just start from 8,000 pounds sterling, UK pounds, calculate how much is a toe, a foot, a leg, how much is a heart, a liver, intestines. And I realized that I was very expensive. <laughs> very expensive, very valuable. And that's when I, I understood why God didn't want me to give him money. He wanted me. That it, was, it is far more to have me than to have money from me. Yeah, I can never give the amount of money that I am worth. Yes, to God. And you can never give something more than what you are worth. You are worth far more. The human being. Far more. Yeah. Yeah. And when I look at the amount of money I've raised, in our, in our ministry, we have built over 1,400 church buildings. Yes, buildings, church buildings. How much you raise for God and how much I've done, I could never give that amount of money. 
So God knows why he wants you. And God is not going to accept something small. No, 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 no. Ah, this is the mistake that Abel made. Cain and Abel. Abel came with uh, an animal. He sacrificed blood. The life is in the blood. But Cain came with some salad, some vegetables. He brought salad to God. And God is one of those people who doesn't like salad. Yes. Oh, yes. God. You know, my, some of my children don't like salad. And God is just like that. They don't, doesn't like salad. How many don't like salad? Hmm. Ah, okay. <laughs> God wants your whole life. Go ye, you go. Look at this, here I am. Many Christians say, here, are, here am I, Lord. Send him. You know, send, send her, send her. Send, send that one because... She doesn't have a husband and she can't stay in society. Send her. Yes. Send him. He's got a problem. Send that one who has a mental problem. You know. I've seen people bring to our Bible school people with mental problems. Yeah. You see the whole family has got normal people except one abnormal child. Then they bring the abnormal child to the Bible school. Say, ah, we are giving this child to God. Send that guy. He's a dropout. He's got a problem. She's got a problem. She can't stay in society. Send her to an island. Send him to an island where he can wither away. Now, in today's church, you know, we have withdrawn ourselves from missions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what they are doing now? They'll send you for during vacations. They say, vacation. I went to a church once. I mean, they said they are going on missions. I said, Really? What mission? He said, oh, during the holiday, summer holiday, we go to a nation, we go and help to paint the church and help to repair one or two things for three weeks, four weeks, and we come back. Let me tell you something. It's nice for you to go and paint a church, but I'm telling you that people there who can paint it better than you. <laughs> and I can tell you that going to paint a church for four weeks is not a mission. That's not the kind of mission that assemblies of God have been doing over the years. If you don't know, I'm telling you. Going to paint a church for four, four weeks. Let's be serious, eh? Let's be serious. Real missions? I was in Fiji and I saw that Methodist church have possessed the whole island. Oh, yes. And the pastor told me, he said, the Methodist sent a missionary here in 1823. He came there huh, in 1823. And at the airport in Tonga, I was on another island called Tonga. 
the missionary's pictures, the king of Tonga is there, and the picture, the picture of the Methodist missionary, what they call them Wesleyan missionaries. The two of them are at the airport. The two missionaries who came to that island. And the missionaries, the one to Fiji was eaten by the people. The people ate him. Do you understand when I say ate him? They ate him. They ate him for dinner. Oh, yes. Yes. That's, that is, that is, and, and you see that the Methodist church has a stronghold over the whole island. Because you see, they pay the price with blood. They prayed in blood. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. It's not only Jesus who's going to have a cross to sacrifice. You to have your cross to pay. You have to pay with your life. God told me, said, give, your, give yourself holy. Forget about medicine and forget about whatever. Give yourself to me. I want you. I need you now. And I gave everything. Oh, yes. And I've been following Jesus since then. Go ye therefore. And today the church is changing. Oh yes. Instead of young people going out on the missions. Young people are looking for money. Hey. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. It is a seek ye last the kingdom of God. Seek ye first. First thing is to seek after God and his kingdom and his work. Is first, not last, not second, not even third. He's first. And you put him first. There are people here, God is calling you. God wants to use you. You think God wants to only use Pastor Dominic? How long should he do one job? What about you? What about our young people? Hey! One day I visited a church and uh, I heard the choir singing. Hey, very nice music. Jamming music. So I decided to turn around to look to see the choir. When I turned, I couldn't believe my eyes. Grandmothers in gray hair, they were jamming and being. So I said, where are the young people? The young people were playing basketball. The old grandmothers at the choir, they're singing like it was like a nightclub type of beat. <laughs> hey! And you see the church and the musicians who were playing, they were young men, but they were all hired. They were all being paid to play instruments. In my church, we don't pay people to play instruments. Never. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Teaching them. God is looking for missionaries. People who are going to give themselves. Thank you for your money. Thank you for your money. Thank you for your money. Let me tell you something. The church does not, God does not need you. You need God. Sometimes you see rich people, they look like, you know, the church needs me. The church doesn't need you. And the church and the church will survive without you and without your money. Give your heart to God. Give yourself to Jesus. You rarely see me working with rich people. 
You know, there are pastors who are always cutting the rich people in the church. No, no, no. The people I'm with are pastors. Oh, yes. Thank God for your millions. Thank God for your riches. But God wants you. He wants you, not your money. Give yourself to him. He says, go ye therefore. You imagine somebody's going to die. Do you think the last thing he says is going to be something not important? Oh, I think you, you may remember this Japan Airlines that crashed into a mountain. I think four or five hundred people died. But what happened was the tail, the tail of the plane came off, or part of the tail. So that when the pilot was controlling, he, it, it, you know when you turn the things, it turns the, 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 the tail. So, but the tail wasn't there. So the plane will go up like, it goes up, then it comes down. It goes up, down. It was just going anywhere for about one hour before it crashed. So whilst it was going up, down, up, down, the people on board knew that they were going to die. So everybody took out a pen and started writing. When they found the bodies, they were full of letters in briefcases, in their pockets. Everybody had written. Oh, yeah. What do you think they wrote? You got one hour. When the plane is going, Ooh, will you be writing? Don't forget to feed the, the, the cat. <laughs> and the plane is going, Ooh, and you, you, your heart is beating. Let me, oh, darling, darling, uh, don't forget to feed the dog. The dog is outside. The dog is here. There are three dogs. No, no. You'll be saying the most important things because your heart will be beating. The plane is good. Ooh, ooh, and you know, this time it's going to, it's not going to come up. Ooh, darling, I, I love you. you. You will say something important. When Jesus was standing on the Mount of Olives, he was telling us the most important thing that he could say to the church. Go. Don't stay. Go. Go. Go ye therefore. I will be with you. I will help you. I will help you. That's why God helped us, Adada, to come here and to start this church, to build it. God will help anybody who goes for him. God will help you. God will be with you. God will strengthen you. Hey. In Luke chapter 14. In Luke chapter 14. I still, I told you my message is about others. And it's very short. How many want the blessing of God on your life? Mm. We all need it. Jesus said a certain man made a great supper and invited many. He said, come now, come, come guys, come. Come, I'm going to bless you. And the Bible says they all be began to make excuses. And one said, I bought a land. Another said, I, I, I got five yoke of oxen. Another said, I've married a wife. My marriage is preventing me. Huh? My marriage is preventing me. 
from obeying. That's why Jesus didn't marry. Yes. If he had married, the, the, the wife would have told him, Lord, you want to die and leave us? Who is going to pay the school fees? Who's going to feed us? You are not going to no cross. You stay here with me. So that servant came and told his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, there are others. Go out. Amen. Go out where? Quickly. Go out quickly. Everybody say quickly. Oh, yes. You see, because nobody knows when you're going to die. Yeah. Go out quickly. Into the streets. Into the lanes. And bring in the others. Look at the others. The blind. The poor. The nobodies. God is reminding you today that there are others. Maybe you've done your outreach in Singapore City and you feel like we've won all the law. We've, we've won everybody. That there are others. There's Jerusalem. There's Judea. There's Samaria. That's further, further, further. And then there's the uttermost parts of the earth. To you, the uttermost parts of the earth will include Africa. And to me, the uttermost parts of the earth will include Singapore. Because it depends on where you are that is uttermost. The uttermost is the furthest from where you are. And the, the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there is room. There's room at the cross for you. There's room at the cross for you. This is a, a song from the Bible. Yet there is room. When I look at this set, I see there's room. There's room. There's room. There's room. There's space in the church, in the nations, in our churches. Oh, and you should see the churches withering and finishing. As the pastors don't go anywhere, the churches are withering and finishing right under our watch. Oh, yes, it's sad. People don't go to church, you see. Because there are others and there's room at the cross. There's room for more souls. Then he said, go out into the highways. Go out into the hedges and compel them. That's the word anakazo. Anakazo. Compel them. Necessitate. Make it necessary. People are not good. There's a book like that. Anakazo. Yeah. That word is a word it means to compel, to drive. That we see people are not going to be saved by osmosis. By just existing, people coming to you know. Bible says God has chosen that by the foolishness of preaching. Preaching is the method God has chosen to save people. There must be preachers. There must be teachers. There must be travelers. William Carey, the famous missionary to India. He said we'll be traveling day and night. We'll be preaching. Adoniram Judson from America. He said, he said, look, we are, we are not tired. We are not tired of this work. We are not tired. We'll be laboring night and day, preaching and traveling and working. These are the people that have spread the gospel all over the world. Oh, yes. Oh, 
the spirit that is needed in every pastor in every church. And when that goes out of you, the church starts to die and the presence moves away. He says, Lord, I will be with you when you go. And you keep going. That's how come God blesses us. There's room at the cross. There are others. Jesus, Jesus is the one who said it. I have other cities, other sheep I must go to. Today I want to ask you if you love Jesus. John 14 and verse 21. It says, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loves me. Do you really love him? Or you just sing songs? I love you, Lord. I love you. I love you. No. Jesus said, he that has my commandment. He that has my commandment and keeps them. He it is that loves me. And he that loves me will be loved of my father. My father will love him. And I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. Many people don't know what a blessing it is to love God. You are here in Trinity and you want to love God? Love God by obeying his command. You take it personally. God is speaking to you. Who do you think God is speaking to? Ah! God is talking to you. He's speaking to your heart. You love him? What a blessing it is to love God. You know, many people, there's a verse people quote all the time. You know, Romans 8.28. We usually quote it when there's a tragedy. When there's something sad. All things work together for good, isn't it? But what does it really say? All things work together for good for all Christians? No. No. All things work together for good for them that love God. Yes, when you love God and you keep, therefore you keep his command, that is when all things work together for good. They don't just work together for good because you are a Christian. It's God lovers, lovers who are obeyers. John 14, 21, he that has my commandment and keepeth them, he it is that loves me. God is going to interpret your love for him by your obedience to him. Oh yes. First oh, yes. Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It's another verse that we like to quote. I said, Ah, I has not seen. <laughs> ear has not heard what God is going to do for me in the year 2023. It's not true. It's not true. I has not seen. Ear has not heard what God is going to do for me in 2023. No, 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 no. I has not seen. Ear has not heard. What God has prepared for those who love him. Not for everybody. For those who love him. It's not just everybody who is going to experience certain things from the Lord. It's for those, the lovers. And the lovers are the obeyers. Those who obey him. Those who love him and obey him. What is he telling you? What is he asking you to do? What does he want from you? Oh. How can you love God you cannot see? By obeying him. In Psalm 91, he says, because you set your love on me, because you love me, I'll be with you. I will help you. And today, 
there's a great advantage and a great blessing for loving God back for all the love with which he's loved us. God loved us so much. You know, I really feel God's love for all of us. But you see, it's time for us to respond. Oh, yes. If God keeps loving you and you keep on, if somebody comes and hugs you and you just stand there, and he comes again and hugs you again, you just stand there like a statue, after some time, he's going to stop hugging you. I said, this guy, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to hug her. She's too stiff. Yeah. God is expecting you to flow. Oh, yes. God is expecting you to flow with his kindness and his love for you. God likes you so much and loves you. God loves Trinity Church. Oh, yes. That's why I'm here preaching. Yeah. My message is God's love for you. Listen to the message very well. All things work together for good for those who love God. Love God in Trinity. And things will work together supernaturally for you. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. What God has prepared for those who like him and those who love him. Not just for everybody. I tell you Trinity, love God. And you will see things that I has never seen, uh, it has not occurred to anybody what God could ever have done in Trinity if you love him. Psalm 91, verse 14, 15, he said, because you set your love on me, because you, you, you concentrated on me, love me, therefore I will, I will deliver him. Listen to the reason, I will set him on high. You go higher. You go higher in God. You go higher and higher because he has set his love. He loves me. And how do you love him? By keeping his commandments. Remember others and go ye into all the world. Let me tell you, you know, when I started doing these crusades, I thought I'm going to be poor. Hey, because it's very expensive. Eh? You see a large crowd that you take an offering, you get $100. Yeah. You take an offering for everybody, the $100. There's nothing, but it costs you thousands to go there. But rather, God has provided. Yeah, God has provided rather. Yes. And God will provide for you. You'll not pray for money. Yeah. You'll not go around begging. The Bible says, to beg I am ashamed. I'll not beg. And God will take care of you. And God will deliver you in Singapore. Oh, he will help you in Singapore. When you put your mind on others. Other people, other things, other issues. And the blessing of the Lord will be upon the church in a beautiful way. And I, I want us in this missions weekend to be a missions church. 1,000 churches. This church, I am telling you, maybe you don't know, in the realm of the spirit, there's more than 1,000 churches here. Yes. You see us as just one church. There's more than 1,000 congregations. When I say churches, I mean congregations. Congregations everywhere. God using people in the church who are just sitting down, doing nothing, becoming pastors and workers. It's going to happen practically, and there's going to be a spread, and you're going to be found in many, 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 many cities and many nations. 
Oh yes, one thousand. I, I I wrote a book. One thousand. One thousand micro churches. One thousand churches. Oh yes. God is going to bless you. And I tell you, you know, somebody said, ah, oh yeah. Why? Why are you preaching basics? I said, if this is basics, I'll be preaching it till, till the end. We'll be traveling day and night. We'll be preaching his word day and night. We'll be talking about missions. We'll be talking about going therefore. Whether the rich mega churches are not talking about it or not. Forget about it. You watch. Many things are going to wither. Except we come back to the cross. And come back to the true message of Jesus Christ. That belongs to the church. And God is going to bless us as we serve him. I want to pray for some people before we close tonight. Every standing please. Every standing. Father, thank you. Oh yes, I told you I wrote a book. 1,000 micro churches look at it yeah lift your hands please thank you jesus listen god is calling lovers god is calling lovers to obey him god listen god is calling goers and givers God is calling human beings. He has saved and he's loved. He's saying, come, I want you. I need you. I want to be with you. I want to work with you. I want to use you. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. Hmm. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak through me. If you can use anything. If you can use anything, Lord. You can, you use, can use me. Lift your hands. Father, thank you. If you can use us tonight. We lift our hands and we say, Lord, we want to love you back. We want to love you back. We want to serve you. And also show our love for you. Because Lord, we really love you. We really like you, Lord. We are really thankful that you saved us. And we also want to love you. And we want to have a chance to show that we love you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. For your goodness and your kindness and your mercies. Thank you for many, many people that you are calling tonight. You saved us and loved us. But it's now our, our chance to love you back to give our hearts and our lives to you if you are here tonight you want to say pastor pray with me I want to I want to obey God if you can use anything Lord you can use me pastor I want Jesus to take my life and I want to love God maybe you want to be in the ministry you want to go as a missionary you want to serve him you're tired of just sitting down doing nothing you want to show God that you love him also if you are here like that and you want to give your life to him to serve him to go on a mission I don't know to do anything to do anything if you can use anything 
and if you can do anything with me then use me now if you are here like that you want me to pray with you i want you to lift your hand and come to the front quickly i'm going to just pray with you here just come come from wherever you are god bless you just come to me in the front here i want to pray with many people that you says god is touching your heart god is calling you come on come all the way to the altar i want to be a missionary i want to serve god i want him to take my life i want to obey him in any way just come come clap for them as they come many people are coming god bless you god bless you if you can use anything lord you can use me come on my friend i'm waiting for you use anything lord you can use me there are young ladies there are young men there's a young man here god called you in a dream god spoke to you in the night god told you he's going to use you he's going to work with you if you can come come now there's people here yes you have your profession you have whatever but you sense that god wants you to serve him not to do business but to be his servant to work for him to travel for him to go to another nation to go from place to place serving him thank you lord come i'm waiting for you keep clapping to encourage the people as we come if you can use anything lord you can use all right let us pray everyone lift your hands i want us all to surrender ourselves to the lord today god is calling many many people thank you lord i want to be like jesus i want to serve jesus thank you father for this opportunity thank you for the chance we have to obey you and to serve you thank you lord everyone just pray for a moment we are closing but as we close we are just coming before the lord We are saying, Lord, there are others, there are others, 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 others that you died for, others that you love. Father, thank you for everyone. Thank you for touching our lives for missions. Thank you for touching our lives for serving you. Thank you for calling all the pastors that you've called over the years thank you for the young ones the pastors oh yes if you are here and you are in the ministry and you sense that God wants to take you even further and deeper I want you to also come I'm going to pray with you quickly just come I want to go deeper I want to do more maybe you're already serving the Lord but you want to go deeper you want to go further come Father thank you
I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be a vessel you work through. I wanna be more like you. be more like Jesus. I wanna be more like I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be a vessel through work through. I wanna be more like you. I'm waiting. I believe that there are more people that you want to go deeper. You want to go deeper. You want to do more. You want to serve the Lord. Thank you, Father, for your blessing. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your goodness. Alright, lift your hands. Father, thank you for everyone that is here tonight. We love you, Lord. We praise you. Thank you for everyone is here and all, every hand that is lifted up. We are saying yes. Yes, Lord. If you can use anything, anyone, more, take our lives. Use us. Send us. Anoint us. Bless us to serve you. We give our hearts. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my soul. Lord, I give you everything that I have. Thank you for the great example in this church. The great example of missionaries, of servants of the Lord. Thank you. You are raising up people, Lord. You are raising up people. You are raising up more young ones. There are some young people here. There are some young people here. God is calling you. I know you didn't come to the front, but I feel that God is calling some young people. God is saying, he wants you to lift your hand and surrender everything to him. But if you are here and you want to surrender yourself to Jesus for him to use you, then lift your hand and also come as we are concluding. I'm concluding in this prayer time. But as you step forward, it is a sign that you are giving yourself to him. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my soul. Thank you. And Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for you, alone. every breath that I take, every moment, I want to speak to you right now. One of the most impactful things 
as I got to know Bishop Dag and the ministry a lot more, one of the greatest impact, it's not about just the full-time workers. Now, those of you that are here, you are, you are dedicating, some of you are dedicating yourself for full-time ministry, and some of you, you are already in full-time, and you are prepared to trust it all. But I, right now, I want to speak to Trinitarians, so every Trinitarian, listen up. One of the greatest impact in this ministry, in the 40 denomination that Bishop oversee, it's not about the movement of the full-time workers, but it is the movement of every single person. So turn to the person beside you and tell them, Pastor Dom is talking about you. And I tell you what, many of those in his congregation in in Ghana have began this movement and they actually asked God to give them a job in a foreign land and so they go some goes as an employee others decide to go and start a business in a particular nation mm. and when they went they went with the idea of planting a church and that's how it became a denomination and many of these pastors that I have met personally that have spent time with me as well are all bivocational they are men and women with a career and they look at those career as a vocation to finance them to do the work of the kingdom of God that this is what this is what tonight is all about it's about you it's about you going and so before we conclude and we have deliberately lowered the stage so that more of you can come and let me say this is my last missions convention as the pastor of the church and my dream as I align as I received the prophetic word three four years ago yeah. of this 1000 churches yeah. and it's not 1000 small churches because a mega church like us will give birth to another mega church so i believe it is possible i believe it is possible if you truly love jesus you will give yourself to that call are you hearing me are you hearing me trinitarians so one last call from me tonight and I'm asking, I'm asking for the movement of Trinitarians that you will say Lord if this is the thing I can do then help me to go help me to go Amen. open the door in a nation help me to go help me to start a business somewhere so that as the church is planted my life can be impacted mm. and my life can impact more are you hearing what i'm saying yes so if that's you and i'm speaking to you i'm going to ask you right now to quickly move out and we can squeeze as many of you here because as you as you guys move forward let's create more space that's right keep coming come on give a big hand to this that are coming lift your hands and come come on lift your hands to jesus and come i'm calling you trinitarians tonight to this because i believe it will thrill pastor Cheryl, who will be taking from me yes. because then he will be a pastor of a thousand churches with thousands come on trinitarians 
Let's respond to God's call tonight. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Trinitarians. Young and old. Young and old. Come on, Trinitarians. Let's respond right now. Encourage them. Many people are coming. Many people are coming. Just come. Listen, tonight is a call. It's a call to serve the Lord in whatever way, in whatever country, in whatever capacity. Come on, we are waiting. We are waiting. It's even from upstairs, wherever you are. Come. There is a young man. I know you. I know you in the realm of the Spirit. There's a young man. There's a young lady. There's, there are older people as well. Come, come, we are waiting for you. Father, thank you. Thank you. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take. Every moment. giving themselves thank you that you lord i pray for everyone even those who are not here or those who have not come forward lord blanket this church with a heart for others show us lord in our hearts take away the dream for money and the dream for wealth and the dream for earthly things which will only leave us dry and cause our hearts to be fixed on you and our love to be fixed on you. Thank you for a new day and a new chapter. Thank you as we change command in this church. Thank you for a new day is born, Lord. The day of a thousand churches. The day of many people working for you. The day of many servants being released. The day of many missionaries. The day of church planting and church building like never before. The day of soul winning like never before impart to the church impart to the leadership the spirit of a soul winner 
the spirit of the missionary the spirit of the man who sacrifices and gives up everything for Jesus thank you thanks for power thanks for grace that is released into the congregation we believe and we thank you that by faith a new day and a new chapter is born today in the life of this church in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and everybody shouted Amen Amen, Amen. God bless you God bless you